0: Hello my friends, this is Kirk Henderson leading another episode of Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. You're joining me just before midnight on Saturday, uh, October 30th. The Dallas Mavericks just fell in overtime to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 117 to 111. I sound like I've smoked four packs of Marlboro Reds. The Texas Allergies and I are not getting along. It's only getting worse. Somebody would like to direct me to an allergist or somebody that can help me with this because I am not getting better, and it's been almost a month of this. And I know no one wants to hear me talk, but good lord, this isn't uh, this isn't fun, uh, guys. I'm going to need you to carry me tonight because I find myself um, I find myself very frustrated. I find myself very sad um, because there's nothing I like more than the Dallas Mavericks winning. Being wrong about my takes is actually a singular joy. Being a negative shit benefits no one. Nobody listens to negative podcasts. People want to. People want to hear winning. They want to hear about the joys of winning. They don't want to hear suffering, and languish, and defeat. And unfortunately, you know these nights uh, are are really shitty. Sometimes we need to come together and and sort of grieve frustrating losses. But this is not that. This is. Um, this is embarrassing. Um, this is a lot of what I was prognosticating and kind of hoping against last season, actually coming true to form. We've all read Jason Kidd's really shitty, really, really shitty. There's no other way to call it that post game, uh, blame deflection, which is just, he's just masterful at that. Um, you know, it's it's like, he's avoiding a pole while driving. He just swerves out of the way. Um, he played a massive role in this loss and probably doesn't want to pay uh, um, any sort of uh, doesn't want to give any sort of credit to that. Um, He threw his second best player under the bus, his first best player and Luka Doncic played a truly tremendous game, uh, tremendously bad game. I should say down the stretch, his stat line looks fine took 19 free throws, but basically let Lou Dort's physicality get the best of him and really did not play well. It's really awful that's why this this loss is uh, I, I labeled this room one of the um one of the lo- one of the worst losses of the Luca era. Uh yeah, nineteen free throws holding it was really something he and he wanted more. He probably deserved more. Um Lou Dort, um the way the, the Ed Malloy and company were shit-tastic refs. It's really I'm I'm we're not leading with that because it's not why the Mavericks lost. The Mavericks lost because they beat themselves, but the refereeing in this game was hysterically bad. Um, Lou Dort just physically beat the shit out of Luca, threw him to the ground a couple of times, like real bad stuff. Dwight Powell's face, uh shout out to Dwight Powell's face, getting a lot of refs or getting a lot of uh, uh elbows and such. So you guys know the rules. Rules. There are no rules. You guys know the drill. Come up on stage here, look for the ring around your name, listen to your name, let's get your takes off, and then let's go to bed because we have to do this again in 18 hours because the Mavericks tip off at six thirty local time tomorrow night. All right, coming up first is my guy, Brian, who is a Mavs Moneyball contributor and might be a little sauced.
1: (laughs) What the actual fuck happened to this game, card? Like what? Like you're you're telling me this team gave up a twenty-seven or twenty-seven to four run in the fourth quarter and lost this game in overtime. A
0: little a little prevent doing... defense. Um, well, prevent offense is really what they ran, and then uh, kid kid was doing the thing like he was. Like, uh, he lights like, like he's like I have the best seats in the house. I'm watching this run. I'm just not going to call a timeout. Not going to call a timeout until they're ahead by eight.
1: Uh, Kirk, and this has been the most frustrating thing about kid and. You, you've seen how I've felt about him not calling timeouts, right? And I know everybody hated Carl calling a timeout if a team went on a 6-0 run, right? But we have to find a median where a kid is just sitting there where it's like, oh, 16-0, no big deal. The team will get out of it. No, no. There is a point in time where you need to actually help your team out where there, if it's 12-0, you need to prevent the other team from continuing the run like basketball is not that hard (laughs) like what are are we doing coach and then i'm just gradually seeing these quotes from kid and it's like jesus christ like i uh and, and it's funny kirk because we were told this team was really good we were told this team was really good and i'm not really seeing this team really good and by the way, they have to do. They have to travel to Orlando tomorrow. No, this is the first game of a five-game homestand. Oh, thank God! Whoa, I mean, but still, you decided to rest McGee. But the good thing is, we get McGee versus Bull Bull tomorrow, so that will be utterly entertaining. I cannot wait for that moment to happen, and Bull Bull just like crushes Jamo McGee until like a fine pulp. That'll be so fun. Uh, I just the. I will have to go back and watch the game. I like I want to shout out the staff for first off covering the game during this chaos because I was watching and I saw the maps went up 15. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is over," and I saw the world ending. <laughs> yes, the maps. and it was funny because I think me and you were the only ones to point out like this game at the first quarter, the end of the first quarter, had vibes of the the game from last year from Dallas and OKC, where I believe Dallas blew a big lead in Oklahoma City, forced overtime, and won in overtime. Did they not?
0: So I remember the Oklahoma City. So there's a, a December Oklahoma City game that they won. And I was there because that was the game where uh, one of the one of our Spotify Live followers actually took me to the game. It was incredible. And then they played on the road. It was very similar circumstances: Oklahoma City and Magic, and they lost those games. It, it was on the yeah.
1: Oh god, I, I just remember one of the losses Dallas had versus OKC in overtime was a Josh giddy game. But I did, this is absolutely unexcusable. Uh, this is. Unexcusable, by like I, I'm trying to obviously. Hey,
0: it's not kid's it. fault. He's just got a great view. He's got blue light <sighs> glasses on. His hands in his pockets. He he can <sighs> do nothing. He can do nothing to influence. After <sighs> all, he didn't want wood on the team. Apparently, by how he behaved. <sighs> God.
1: That's See, why and, he
0: didn't have a role in that. I'm
2: tired
1: of uh, it. I, I, that's what I'm saying, Kirk. And I this was one of our I, you know inside baseball type of stuff. I think there was people adamant about, hey, you have to watch this kid second year thing because there there was this rapid repetition
0: thing. He forced his way out of Brooklyn. He had a one good year in Milwaukee, and then he died on the vine in year two in Brooklyn. This
1: is Uh, that's this is him. That that there's no. I'm not ready to go there yet. But this is
0: something, and he needs to be called to the carpet for it. Insofar as we can, those quotes tonight sucked.
1: They suck. Yeah, that's what those are worse than the oatmeal quotes. Those are worse than the oatmeal quotes. And you you can bitch and moan about the refereeing, and I'm seeing that as a big. I'll, I'll watch it the game tomorrow. Man. It but was, real, the I, referee I, was real bad. I, Kurt, I know, but you were up 15 in the fourth quarter. You cannot let that happen. Well, I'm sorry. Some of that like, comes
0: back to team defense. Like, it, 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 and the team defense was atrocious. It really was.
1: Well, well, Kurt, whose whose fault is that? Is that on the team or is that on kid? It's on
0: everybody, it really. Well, is.
1: that that that's that's what I'm saying. But if K- kid is defined on defense, is he not? Like, is he he made this team defensive first, sure. right? So again, if he's oriented on defense, at the end of the day, whether he wants to blame this on oatmeal, instant pizza, whatever the hell. It, this is his. This is his baby. And I know he's got Sweeney helping him out on the defensive um, fronts, formats, whatever. But this is what he wants to be known as. And when you were you give up a twenty-seven to four run in the fourth quarter, and you're trying to say you are a defensive-minded team first, you cannot absolutely not do that. Yeah. And it's like I know Shea is good. Like, Shea's Shay, no, outstanding.
0: Shea Shay is the but, guy who I think, like, I'm just going to get this on my chest because there was an earlier debate in the summer. Like, would you give up two draft picks for Shea Gillies-Alexander? I would. Yes! Like, he, he and Luca driving 7,000 times a game and forcing stuff, like – The the NBA is ruled by back courts and wings and they would be monstrous. But that's neither here nor there.
1: if this was like twenty if Kirk if this was twenty years ago, he would be MVP of this league right now. Like what are we what are we talking about? He is the top ten, top eleven player like in this league. (laughs) Like I, that is that is absurd that people would not even consider that. No, I, guy, I mean I get why because it's like you
0: see him at the Thunder. But that's a different. Well, thing. yeah, <laughs> tell, yeah, tell but me what else you got, buddy?
1: Yeah, but yeah, just the fact that again, the Thunder are still very short They are not full. Like they, this is not a fully staffed Thunder team either. Right. And Luca by himself should be able to crush the Thunder until a fine pulp by himself, and yet somehow kid finagled this.
3: Like well, I I'm know. Just but, yeah. Well,
1: I, I but uh, like, I'm just speaking, like I'm speaking just in terms like really at the end of the day, like everybody has to take responsibility, right? But yep. like, how did this team not crush this team into a fine bowl? How? Like, and then what the quotes coming out of tomorrow are going to be hysterical, hysterical. I'm going to go ahead and drop off buddy because I'm, I'll have more thoughtful intake tomorrow, but I told you specifically I was going to stop what I was doing, get home, and speak to you about this game and how, like, the chaos I've seen from you and Josh. But I appreciate everything that you do, the staff does, and thank you for everybody for tuning in uh, for the Green Rooms. Uh, Be good, buddy.
0: Talk soon. All right, coming up next, we have uh, Boots on the Ground reporter and also uh, star actor of The Bear, Tim Cato. What's happening, buddy? Hey, what's up? Everybody's a little saucy. I'm real saucy my, I, I, I'm sick. Well, no, I'm not sick. I just like Texas allergies have made my voice sound like this. So I apologize. Mm
4: -hmm. Nothing much, man. I think, I think you nailed it with your little opening monologue that it just felt like the, the uh, you know, all the flaws that we considered possible for the season were just kind of, you know, all, you know, flashing red flags after this game. Um, Which is not to say that I think it's, that's actually where the season is going to go or that, No, I have lost all optimism of this team, but like, but yeah, you know, you had, you had the team struggling when Luca was struggling. Um, You know, you had him, you know, struggling with his three-point shot. So, you know, his shooting just in general, I mean, I guess he's making free throws now, but he, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's been MVP level for the first few games. But, you know, if he's going to take this level of, you know, if Luca is going to be driving this much and take this level of beating, you know, we've seen how that affects them over the course of the season and, and how, you know, they're gonna get to, you know, the postseason and and he's gonna be banged up, banged up and, and and tired. You know, we saw the you know, the Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't look great as the only point guard on the court. Um, and then, you know, I think most meaningfully is is the Christian Wood stuff. And, you know, I I was always thought it made sense for him to kind of earn his way into the starting lineup. Um, but that kind of implied that you know the team was playing well, and that um, you know there there was a reason to keep him off the bench, and there was a reason to keep Javale in there, um, and to to go to Dwight Powell this quickly. Um, you know, Javale McGee wasn't even on the team's bench for like the first half of the first quarter. Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly what was up with that. He he did he did come out there after a little bit, but you know that was just something I noted and was like, huh, that's interesting. And, you know, now for Jason Kidd to be calling him out, um, you know, calling Christian Wood out, uh, you know, like him, you know, taking the first 10 games to potentially earn his way into the starting lineup um, made sense if, you know, there wasn't this starting five games in where, you know, everybody thinks he should be starting. Um, Even I'm kind of thinking he should be starting, you know, um, you know, even though I'm theoretically fine with him coming off the bench um and and now if if you know this situation is already going to sour, you know i didn't think it would happen you know so quickly i, I didn't think it would happen well, so publicly I, and sure. here we are
0: I, I want to ask you a question, and please by all means simply say i don't want to answer this what how what is going on with the fact that kids sort of does this thing where he acts like he doesn't have agency? with what happens with the free agency element. Because he has behaved since day one from his quotes like Christian Wood was something that he was not entirely bought in on. And again, you cannot answer that question. I'm not going to ask you to. But what I don't understand is there's got to be some sort of commitment to the bit. Because JaVale McGee, all JaVale McGee has to do is play hard. And I have a really sneaking suspicion that a big part of why he was not in the lineup at all tonight, why he was not playing is because there was a conversation that was had where it was like, Bub, you got to do something because he's done nothing. He's not been awful, but he's also been a non-contributing zero. And there's elements of this where all you have to do when you have a Luka Doncic-centered team is play hard. And Dwight Powell showed that for a significant portion of tonight. He wasn't great. He got murdered. I feel bad for his poor face. But there's elements of this where it's just like, why is it so difficult for for for? I mean, I'm just I'm rambling
4: at this point. It's a it's a good question. It's a good question. I, I think I think the questions you're asking is right. I mean, I don't think I have great answers to it per se. But yeah, I mean, you know, they made a big deal about. Uh, you know, sending out the Nico press release before they sent the out the Jason Kidd press release. But Jason Kidd was hired first or he was decided on first and Nico was hired as a GM who could right. work this with. Is a I'm, deal. I'm not... it's a package. Exactly. Deal. Yeah, That's yeah. I'm by no means saying that Jason Kidd is the one making the decisions per se, but the idea that this, you know, Jason Kidd as the head coach and Nico Harrison as the GM are working in in tandem. In, with yeah, in tandem with with you know, that that, that they're synced up in the decisions they're making. Very, very, very clearly they are. And um, so yeah, there's, you know, as much as kid has, or, or hasn't, you know, acted like, you know, the roster construction is completely out of control. Um, I, I, I would actually be interested at another point when we have more time to, to kind of hear where you feel you've, uh, you, you've seen him say that because I've, I haven't i seen it quite as much, well, but clearly things. Yeah. But but yeah, no, so clearly there is, there is no, text. okay. Somebody
0: just sent me this in a text. I miss the days where Rick Carlisle would take responsibility for a loss. Yeah. Jason
4: yeah. Kidd does not do that. He, yeah, yeah, that is, <laughs> that is correct. Um, you know, certainly, certainly have not seen that uh, or him do that. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, you know, it, it does feel a little bit more like, like, you know, I, I, I kept bringing it up how, you know, maybe Jason Kidd wanted this team to look a little bit more like the, um, you know, the championship Lakers that he was assistant coach on. And, and certainly, you know, I, I think he wanted this team to have, um you know more flexibility in the ways that they could play, um, but already we haven't seen flexibility in the way the team has played. Uh, they're just playing Luka ball, uh, but they're doing it with one less point guard, and they're doing it with you know a you know a, a center who's supposed to be better than Dwight Powell, who hasn't been. Um, so um, I mean,
0: it's early. Yeah. So so Josh Bow and I talked about this, and you actually said this because I'm, one of the reasons I love talking hoop with you is because you bring an element of of dispassion early in the season that is needed because again, it's game five and you said right. this to me a couple, a couple days ago when we talked, <clears throat> where it's just like we can't over read into stuff. And Josh said this to me too, where he's like, you know, in all likelihood by game 40, we're not going to remember game five, but I will say they did put special emphasis on starting the season. Well, and they've just not started the season very well. They've not started it poorly because they could be one and four, they could also be five and oh. And so it's it's that's where this becomes so challenging because I don't I don't know how to feel about this team because the Thunder came out and roughed them up and they did not respond in a way that would have ever made sense. I mean, if there was ever a night for Coach Jason Kidd to get a technical foul, it was tonight. I think Luca does some flopping and some whining that drives me crazy. There was a foul in the fourth quarter. It was like a short corner foul where Luca hit a shot and Lou Dort like physically hurt, like made sure so that Luca was on the ground and there's just no call. There's got to be some protection of the star player going on. And I, that's one thing if I were to actually have like a, a non-fan whiny criticism that I hope that they, they look at it at some point and say, we need some passion from you, coach. Like, do you remember uh, Steve Nash losing his mind Two, to, uh, two games ago from uh, Kevin O'Connor made fun of it because it's like Nash looks like he's about to murder someone um, yeah, yeah 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 I don't necessarily think kid needs to be doing that but I it would just bring me a sense of relief that he has the teams back on the floor and I've just never felt that he got ejected for Spencer Dinwiddie last year could we please do something for Luca I don't know i maybe I'm totally off key here
4: yeah I mean I don't I, I hear what you're saying I, I don't I don't have a good read on that, or I don't have anything interesting to say. No, it's just too early Um, in the year. But but here's here's what I will say. Here's here's what I will say, and then I'm I'm gonna get out of here. Um, Y'all y'all comment. Will Will you read a Sunday piece if I write something tonight? Because this does does feel kind of noticeable.
0: We desperate. (laughs) Me me and Josh Bowe, we've talked. We're like, I wonder what Tim's gonna say about this. That's a that's a discussion.
4: So 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 I I I do think what stands out to me is it's it's not it's not the wins and losses. It's it's that. The stylistic choices the team made over the off season that they would be okay with one ball handler lineups, and that they did want to play bigger and and have yeah. a you know quote unquote uh, you know rim protecting you know just bigger center uh, to start games, and that they, he would start games, and that Christian Wood would not start games, that Christian Wood would come off the bench. These are the big decisions that were made in the off season, and so through five games, I you know obviously care a little bit about how those five games go, but. Uh, have gone but I, I i think more what's standing out to me more is that through five games, it does not seem whatsoever that they made the right decisions about where to take this team after a conference finals run uh over the off season it It seems like the the decisions they made and that the directions they wanted to take this roster um through five games it doesn't look like it's trending in the right direction and and you know five games is five no. games, and maybe that changes, but right now. It very clearly looks like they're struggling. Um, you know that they that they that they're they made steps. Committed. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 everything that made them so good last season that they didn't fully understand it, um, and, and that they they kind of unraveled some of the stuff that made them the team that went to the conference finals last year. And you know, I'm not even saying I had the foresight. You know, like yeah, I would have resigned Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I had a lot of you know questions and, and concerns about the. Uh, you know, the lack of a third ball handler um, or as somebody tweeted at me, you know, the lack of a second ball handler, you could argue, because, you know, really Spencer Dinwiddie looks like he should be a secondary playmaker, uh, you know, not ever a, a lead point guard. Um, yeah, I had concerns about all, all that stuff, but I thought it might work. Um, so like I. If, if, yeah, I, I thought I really thought it might work. And through five games, it does not look like it's working. It looks like it's making the seem worse. And, you know, those are. Huge issues that will continue, you know, if, they, if these trends continue in this way, th- this is going to be a big problem this season. And, and so, to me, that's what this law stands out as, as, you know, just a concerning potential glimpse into the difficulties this season is going to have based off decisions the Mavs of their own agency decided to make about this roster over the summer.
0: Well, Tim, you're so kind to spend part of your evening with us. And the answer to the question is, do all of us subscribe to The Athletic? The answer is yes. We want to read you. So if you do choose to write, <laughs> we will read it. If you don't, because the Mavericks play in like 14 hours, right? I don't blame you and you can write it. We have two games. The Mavericks have two games next week, Wednesday, Friday. So Yeah, I mean, I have to go listen to this. Times.
4: Whatever Jason – I saw all the quotes about Jason Kidd, but I was talking to Ed Malloy at the time because I was on the pool reporting duty. So I had to oh ask him about that. Yeah, very nice guy. But um, star, I,
5: mean, I asked him – Star of the took, show, it, Ed took Ed like, it
4: took like – one minute to to do that, but I, I I I gotta go listen to these Jason Kidd comments to see exactly how many times he brought up Christian Wood unprompted. So I'm gonna go do that, and you enjoy the rest of your live room and and find an allergist, dude. Please. I know.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'm so bad. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, Tim's not wrong. Like it took me. I've been to the doctor three times, and finally, it was someone who was like, "How long have you lived here?" And I was like, "Well, about a year." Again, yeah, you know, I lived here, you know, 20 years ago, and it was like, "Oh, well, it's your allergies." I'm like, "My what now?" I've never had allergy problems. Okay, lots of folks to come through. Cannot wait. One of them is my man, Lyndon, who I'm going to wait for a while, and he's going to talk about Luca being ISO heavy. Cannot wait for that. Uh, but coming up next is Chad. What's up, Chad? Hit that unmute button for us there at the bottom. Come out of the uh, the chat and, and, and tell us the truth.
6: Sorry. Sorry about that.
0: But, yeah. That's all right.
6: No, it's, there's a few things. I, I don't want to ride you up, Kurt, but –
0: I'm already riled up. Are you fucking kidding me? Look at this.
6: Let let let's start at the top. I'm sorry, Mark Cuban. Why don't we have Jalen Brunson on this team? That's that's one thing. Let's let's move on from there. Also, Luka Doncic. After a while, you have to understand you're not getting the calls tonight. They're they're going to knock you around. They're going to they're going to hit you. You're like what six eight two fifty. Put your body into somebody. Like, you got to finish sometimes. You can't lay on the floor and, and wait for the call. It's not going to work tonight. Moving on from that, Jason Kidd, my God, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't say, like, oh, he was out here and it didn't go that well because, no. Like, you you you, you changed the lineups. We had a, a, a significant lead and we lost the lead. And then you did not put the guy in the fourth quarter. I mean, in the overtime. You can't throw them under the bus. It, it, it's sometimes you have to manage people as a, as a people manager. Like that's your job is to to understand. Like, you no, know, this might might not be a fair thing for me to say. This might be an inflammatory thing for me to say. After the game in which I was sitting down and just like holding my hand over my face the entire game while my guys were getting knocked around, it's 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 not a sustainable model in my opinion. Also in. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Go ahead. Go this ahead. This is sorry.
0: fantastic. Keep cooking.
6: And, and and like you see, Josh Green is out there. He's a young guy who's building up his confidence. He's playing an excellent game, and you just take him out, and he, he just doesn't see the floor for any significant time. Like, what what are we doing? Yes. Like, do we not want to? Do we want this guy to develop, or do we not want this guy to develop? Do we do we trust this guy, or do we not trust this guy? Here, Same here.
0: Thing. This is the first thing I got to comment on. Here's the thing. When they play so soon again, why would you not let the young legs run themselves out while Luka gets some rest? Uh, it, it it,
6: it only makes sense. You you can – I mean, when you're up 15, and maybe this is just me, I think throw a Jaden Hardy out there. Throw a guy out there who really, really, really wants it, who's not going to be tired, who doesn't feel like, all right, we've been through a million regular season games. Throw somebody out there who's who's just going to put – as much effort as possible out there which leads you to christian wood he wants to play for this team you could tell he wants to fit in you could tell he wants this to work and and i don't understand the tactic that they've taken with this guy thus far i understand he has a reputation around the league i understand people were skeptical of him you know being able to be a contributor on the winning team and being able to buy into a team role but I've seen nothing so far that says he wouldn't. So I don't know why he's on like the front burner of the people to kind of, I don't know, (laughs) throwing the bus here. It's just, I'm not understanding like the, the, the strategy or the tactics right now. And it's frustrating because it feels like we're, we're losing very, very winnable games just off of energy and effort. And we have people at the end of the bench who can score, Who can give us energy and effort and if they blow their defensive assignments then take them out the game but if the game is like if we're well in the lead put them in there and and because they're not going to relax you know jaden Hardy is not going to relax this season no there's no point during this season when she's going to be on the nba floor and decide he's not going to give you know everything he can give because he's a rookie who Fell all the way to the second round who feels like he should be like probably the number one pick in the league. So let him let him run that out. Let him let him see what his limitations are. Let him see what he can do. And then you can coach him from there. I I, I don't know what they're doing in practice, so I le- I don't want to speak towards that. But it just feels like there's like I don't understand the maybe it's an ego thing, but like there's no point to be made here. We need to win games. I, and, and I understand this early in the season, but once we get to the end of the season and these seedings are separated by two, three, four games, maybe we're going to be very upset about dropping very winnable early games because there was, I don't know, a point to prove or rotations to figure out when, you know, some, you, you have to let the, the, the game dictate the rotation sometimes. And I understand that Justin kid mapped out every rotation for all of the season. And that's, very diligent but you have to be able to adapt and and it's just is that this was a frustrating loss and and last but not least i gotta go to Luca Dantes in that my guy you're like six foot eight 250 you can't keep hitting the floor you can't keep looking for cause sometimes you got to make it people understand like you can't keep on hitting me like you, you have to put your body in the guys and, and finish through contact and and so that people know that they just can't get physical and and knock you off your game and Lou Dort is a great defender but it's you got you got to finish through that you can't let SGA outplay you 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 just can't you're better than SGA your team is better than SGA's you have higher expectations you're supposed to be MVP you got to get two feet into the paint and and like score and not settle for jumpers and fadeaways and, and frankly soft plays at the end of the game because it's it's on you you got to put this we, we like
0: we like a some sga around these parts though that dude's tough
6: he is he's 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 really 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 good he's like he's going to be a future all-star he's probably going to be future all-nba i'm not sure if you're going to be a future mvp and so you have to as a future mvp you have to outplay him like this is this is the season this is the what's that season when the Cavaliers uh, ended up playing the Spurs in the 2007.
5: finals were
6: 2007. This, this is your 2007 LeBron year. And I understand that the league is much, much tougher than it was in 2007. So you probably won't make it to the finals. However, this is the year to prove like, no, I am the floor. Like the floor is 50 wins and I am the floor. And and you can't keep dropping games like this if if that's the case. And, and that's what we've, We've given Luka every, you know, and he deserved every every acknowledgement short of being LeBron James at, athletically. And he's he's proven it up to this point. And so I'm sure he's going to prove it through the rest of the season. But nights like this, just you can't keep doing this because <laughs> that's, that's he, not he, he what's Luka, expected.
0: Luka's plus minus tells the story. He's a negative 24. It was rough.
6: Yeah, it, it was a bad game. And I was just thinking through how, you know, it – no matter what, Luka doesn't have games where he just doesn't come through. And this was the first one where I felt like, even though he he got his stats, don't get me wrong, he got his triple double. He just he didn't he didn't force his will at the you end know, of the game. I think he was, he was trying. but I think Adam
0: Molloy played a part in that, but that's also where I come back to kid calling a timeout at some point and saying, "Let's run some offense, something, anything." And I do and something, I don't. like an ISO for somebody else, some sort of hot like. They had Christian Wood and him in there, and I want to say it was Jeremy in the chat who pointed this out earlier. They ran no picket rolls with Luca and Christian Wood. That is the fucking cheat code. Run it. Run it. There's no reason
6: not to. There's, there's no reason not to. And so, this was a bad game for us, I feel like. Um, hopefully, they come out stronger tomorrow, but it's, it's going to be the well, second line of a pa- back-to-back.
0: is a man. He's going to and eat neat. Our front court up, it is going to be yes, and that's, like Dorian Finney Smith probably going to have to guard him, which isn't fair. It's, it's not fair at all. He's not big
6: enough, no. and they also have to understand like they're not sneaking up on anybody this year. People are going no, to stay no, on okay. the shooters, right? And they're and they're going to like really lock in whenever the Maggers come into town. So there's no easy nights this season, and, yeah. and that's tough. It's rough because the, the the league is at parity, but. There's something you have to accept. We can't keep losing. You, you're too good to. You're too good to. So I, I'm gonna I'm go ahead and hop off because I know there are a lot of people waiting to talk. But this was a frustrating loss.
0: you for carrying tonight. Appreciate you. Talk soon. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I mean. Even though y'all, some of y'all don't disagree, that's okay. He was, he was carrying me because I can't talk now. Lyndon, I, I just teased you earlier, but I want you up here. What's up?
7: Hey, what's up, Craig? How you doing? It's funny, I'm not even that like emotional because I'm a Liverpool fan in the Premier League. So my heart is like broken. Liverpool's already broken me.
8: <laughs> I'm sorry,
3: so, man. The
7: the Mavs, um tonight tonight wasn't like anything you haven't seen before. But the the interesting thing is I expect oftentimes like for Luca to not have a, a lot, like, Luco, if he doesn't respect, like, your team, he's just not going to play to his full ability. Like, that's his thing. If he, don't, if he doesn't respect you, he can't, like, fake respect you. But I, it seems as though Jason Kidd didn't respect the Thunder either, which is strange. Like, if, if, if Jason Kidd respected the Thunder, Jaden Hardy would have not seen the floor tonight. Like, he's like, all right, this team stinks. Let's kind of work guys in. Let's kind of chill. And I feel like, you know, Jaden Hardy should have maybe played at the end when we are up 20. And it's funny. I feel like a lot of the Luca stuff that, that I have to say, they're broken records. I don't need to address them. I have a lot of kid things that are very, very strange. The Christian Wood stuff seems almost personal. And I don't like that. Because like it's, like the, from the, it's, it's like from the book that, uh, that Jason Kidd when he gets on you, he gets real mean and vindictive and gross. When he doesn't like you, it was like w- like what Fader he book. did with the Bucks, it was in w- the Fair book. No one I wanted don't to believe it. It's like like he's, it. he's
0: not that guy. He, he,
7: no, I don't. What's being done to Christian Wood seems unfair. It's gross. What's being done to Christian Wood? He's not perfect, but Jason Kidd is like, oh, Like like these heavy, heavy criticism. I don't like it. I don't like it at all.
0: I mean, I have a lot of insane takes that I simply cannot go towards quite yet. But Uh I will say that early last year when this guy was brought on as coach, (laughs) Josh and I had a lot of thoughts Mm -hmm. and we had to walk them all back. Because last year was a good year, a well-coached year. I thought they squeezed blood from a stone. But Tim Cato was up here a few minutes ago. You heard him. One of the things I think that, that, I, and this is something I just don't understand, is that they got to the Western Conference Finals and they came away from it sounding like like real hoopers where it's like, well, we got to rebound more. That's why we lost. Well, that's why you lost in the Western Conference Finals but you got to the Western conference finals by winning the math game, by screwing offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds really, and getting the most out of three-point shooting. That's okay. That's how you won. So if you want to play a different way, that's fine. But we at least have to acknowledge what got the team to the Maverick, to the Western conference finals to begin with. It was extremely heavy ISO ball and it, and, you know, red by it wasn't just Luca. It was like a three-headed monster that worked out really well. And instead they've just gone a completely different direction since then. And there's just sort of you know, it's only five games. That's one of the things I tell myself af you know, now that I'm I'm I've got all the piss and vinegar out of my system. But that like that's a terrible loss this is a loss that's going to stick with all of us for a long time. My phone is blown up. My group chats on Twitter are everybody's through the roof. Everyone is mad. This is a collective, like the fan base is like, what the fuck just happened. And if they come out and play a bad game tomorrow night, it's only going to get worse because this like they're. I think we all kind of agree that regardless of, of why they lost this was not there they there's simply not good enough justification for why they lost.
7: Yeah. An- another thing that I observed and I think every SGA shot, I feel like David Stern is rolling in his grave. <laughs> because Shy Because Shy Gilbus Alexander is one of is one of like the, the league's most bright young stars. And I would love somebody to go look up, like, Shai Gilgeous alexander games played over the last two seasons. You'd think he's Anthony Davis. Shai is playing, like, 50 and 35 games. Because as wonderful as he looks right now, Presty's just going to essentially just, like, say he died of a heart attack after the All-Star game, and he's never going to play again, just like he did last year. And um, that's just such a travesty for the league. Uh, another point about the actual game that that really kind of stuck with me is that without Brunson, man, and I saw Josh Boy talk about it. This roster is limited. It's, limited. it's so
0: specific. Um, it's like they have some very mm. talented guys, but it's like when you go through like skill sets, who can dribble?
7: And and for me, I'm I'm, I'm I love ball movement. That if if it's so limited, like. Maybe Kid would be like, okay, let's let's have some sets, um, to kind of maximize maybe, because I'm these guys can all make layups, and it's like, how often does the offense create layups for people other than Luca? And it's like, it just doesn't happen, and that's where like Jason Kidd comes in. Like I remember the 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 Raptors championship team. They played two different styles. They played the style. When Kawhi was was playing games, and they played the style without him, the style without him was about ball movement, attacking the rim. When Kawhi came, it was iso and playing off of him. And I feel like instead of what they do is when Luca comes out, they just bring someone in to then replace his piece on the chessboard. And it's like, you can't replace the queen. No, it doesn't work that way, you know? Yeah, I I I don't really have, a, a, like, a real emotional response to the game. It's a bad game. It's a bad loss, but it's so early in the season. And if you see things like what's going on in Brooklyn, the Warriors are 3-3, three and three, the Lakers are 0-5, the, 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 the Sixers look bad. God, things are going to shape know. out properly, you know?
0: I'm so glad you said this. I'm so glad you said this. Do you know how much fun it is to be mad about a basketball team? over this shit mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. else like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna just guys if you don't know what I'm talking about be glad because Brooklyn <laughs> sounds like <laughs> the worst of all possible workplaces so uncomfortable um, my mentions I said one thing in my mentions I have some guys being like like Kyrie Irving working class hero and I'm just like guys I, I, I can't right now I can't I'm too Listen, Jason Kidd
7: Kirk <laughs> Kirk, I'm from I, I I grew up in New York, right? And I don't know if you've been to New York, but when you're in Manhattan or if you like go to Harlem, there's some guys that are like called the Black Israelites, right? Yep. And then these black dudes who think like the black man is God and all kind of weird stuff. And when you're walking by, they like scream these different things about the white man and the black man and you know weird stuff. And I really do believe like one of those Black Israelites got in Kyrie's ear, man. Kyrie be saying the stuff that they say on the train in Manhattan that I used to hear. Kyrie I'm Irvin's like a Kyrie. He's hilarious.
0: It's hilarious. Look, like look, look, we we all make mistakes and we all of us have dabbled in the things where it's like later you're like why did that happen? Kyrie Irving is a guy who falls asleep to YouTube every night and that just is kind of I'm going to say <laughs> Like, like, you go to bed and you're listening, like you're listening to, like ASMR videos of somebody telling you a no story. You wake up at two thirty in the morning and you're hearing how like jet fuel burned the third power. Like it's like like YouTube's algorithm fucking sucks, man. Well, you made me cry. Now, right?
3: Thank you so much. That's so funny. <laughs>
0: All right, bye. All right, coming up next, let's uh, let's fly here. We got Nav, who's been waiting for a long time. I'm sorry, man. I had to get to a couple of. Fo-
5: I'm doing all right. No problem. Um, you can hear me all right? Yeah, you sound good. Okay. Um, so this game was a real bummer. Uh, all the concerns about the team were on display. Um, I guess my biggest problem is it doesn't seem like everyone on the team is on the same page, like coaching staff and players. Yep. And, yeah, and we were fans, and I know you were saying it, other people were saying it, before the season about Christian Wood, and we were told we're – like overreacting or overrating Christian Wood. And I, it's very frustrating to actually see, like, I don't want to be right about this, right? Like, I want the team to do well. But when you lose Brunson, right, and then you have a new guy who had, is an offensive player, I don't understand the resistance to actually playing the second best player. And it seems like, like JaVale McGee is just like the teacher's pet. And he was just destined for some reason, I guess maybe the Laker connection, but it's extremely frustrating. It doesn't seem like the team and kid have given Christian Wood like an honest chance to succeed. And they keep talking about defense and, you know, we keep talking about rotations and closing lineups and this and that. Like you got to give your two best players a chance to develop chemistry. Like there was a play in the first quarter where, you know, where Luca was trying to ISO, like, on the right side, like, he was trying to back down and post up, and Christian Ludo was coming over to set a screen. Luca had to wave him off. It's like, they still haven't played that much time together yep. to really get the feel for one another, and and like, with the defense thing, I just, I don't, it's like, Luca's not a great defender, right? He's gotten better, but he's not known as a great defender. Jalen Brunson was in the starting lineup. He wasn't a great defender. Like, it's okay to have somebody who's not the best defender in the world be your starting center when he's that good on offense and creates such a mismatch on on the offensive end, right? With Luka popping out for three. And it's like, if you're that mad about him or you're trying to emphasize defense or you want him to earn it or all that stuff, I don't understand why they don't just not play him to close the game, right? Yeah. Start, start him, let try and run up the score as much as possible. And then if you don't trust him down the stretch, then our conversations will be more about like, oh, why is he closing the game as opposed to why is he not starting the game? Because I don't think him and Luca are on, you know, they've gotten, you know, they haven't gotten a a good enough rhythm or sync yet just because their minutes keep getting staggered. And it's just really disappointing to hear all the, stuff about uh, coming out of the press conference with Jason Kidd you guys touched on it he's not taking any responsibility he even like I saw something about him talking about how no one asked the question but he was going to address it anyway with Seawood out there with the closing group and it didn't go well on either end and it seemed like that was a direct shot at everybody who was talking about Christian Wood in the closing lineups. I just don't understand like you lost brunson that's fine but like you have this new guy who's your second best player who's in the contract year and it doesn't seem like anyone on the team is really trying to accommodate him and he's done he at least from what i've seen from the outside all his quotes seem to be good he seems to be happy he seems to be want want to be here he's trying his best and he just doesn't seem to get anything from you know from the team and the lineup you know it just it's just really disappointing to see how everything, you know, played out tonight. It was like very disappointing when, or loss, excuse me.
0: Well, it was disappointing as a loss, like external from everything else. And those of us who are eternally online have since read all the post-game stuff, and that makes everything feel worse. Yeah, because Luka Doncic gives the, stand, like, the rather standard where, you know, Luca's very hard on himself in post-game stuff. And most of the time it resonates well because it's, like, basic, you know, for lack of a better term, like, leadership 101. I don't know about you, but I've worked in jobs where managers above me refuse to take any fucking responsibility for anything. And those people always suck. It's the person who takes it on the chin, even though it's not their fault, is the person who you want to follow. So when kid does this sort of thing, and he's done it always everywhere – It's really maddening. And so that has made this worse because if he's, if he went out there tonight and had nothing to say other than the fact that we got to get up, get back out there in 18 hours and play basketball. I think, I think this locker room or locker room, sorry, uh, uh, Spotify live. um, We would have been done by now, but all this stuff feels worse because it's like, it's a double down on, well, you're the problem. Like essentially, meaning it's like everyone else's fault where it's like, come on, it's a team thing. Kid made mistakes. Luca made mistakes. You know, McGee made made a mistake by signing here. Like, oh, you could just go down the line. It's. it's-
5: you know, you're absolutely right. It, it, you're right. It, the loss itself was bad, but you're right. All the quotes afterward because it doesn't show. It doesn't seem to have any optimism or hope moving forward. I just I feel like this was the perfect game to have a guy like Christian, would, where you're like, yeah. hey, Lutworf is beating the crap out of Luca. Refs aren't calling it. Right, like Luca, you don't have to put on your Superman cake tonight. Christian would just eat up in the post. no problem. Take care, take us home. Yeah. and yeah, and it's yeah, it's just been very frustrating. Josh Green was playing really well, like Dwight Powell showed a lot of energy. This was a perfect matchup with Dwight Powell. There was no lumbering center, giant guy who could just outmuscle him. There was so much good that was coming out of this game, and then just the way it ended, and then with all the quotes, it was really disappointing. And really frustrating and I'll just I'll end with that just to let somebody else come up and talk
0: um, about Thanks for that. thanks for waiting and talking again tonight. We appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Matthew, you, you've been waiting. You went to the game, you were sitting uh three, four rows behind Mark Cuban. What did you uh
8: I did not yell at him a ton. I was too busy yelling at Ed Malloy. But uh it uh The biggest thing for me tonight is uh, – it's weird for me to say this because of how much I gripped about the refs, but I pointed this out in the stats post. I mean, Lucas shot 19 free throws. The team shot 34. There's an old adage in basketball that if you foul on every play, they're not going to call all of them. Like, at at some point, you just – you have to adjust to the way the game's being played, and they just – they didn't do that tonight. And for Dallas – this is – it very rarely happens, but they're always going to be in trouble when Luka's not the best player on the floor, which he wasn't tonight. And that's not – I mean, obviously, I still love Luka. I still think he's one of the best offensive engines in the history of basketball. He just he – he did not have a good game tonight. Like, I know what his stat line was. I understand that. I watched it. And I also watched the Mavericks be up by 16 points when he came in with five minutes and 40 seconds left. And him go back to his wrestling match with Lou Dort and suck the life out of everything. And and he it's a bad game, it happens, everybody everybody has him. So I wanted to get a couple of things in. Um one, you gotta love Dwight Powell. Like nobody is more aware of his limitations than I am, and I've pointed them out on many occasions as a commenter and then in writing. But that guy, you know, it, it's easy for us to think hey, you should stay aggressive and do all this and ready to play and all of that stuff. But that guy has been a do not play, a did not play coach's decision, I think in two of the games before this, but he's played like eight minutes this year. And then, hey, I want you to come in and play. And he played absolutely as hard as he does every other time, set the right screen. He's provided basketball competence. And there's something to be said for that, just for the effort. And it's contagious and so, like I, I for one am happy, and I enjoy it. And then the other thing I was gonna say, uh, as far as the Mavs roster construction, the problem they have is that they chose, they did it in back-to-back off seasons, but they chose to let the wrong guard go and keep the wrong guard. If you have Jalen Brunson instead of Tim Hardaway Jr., this is an NBA title level roster. Like the problem is, Tim can't create offense. Like he, I understand that that's part of what they want him to do, and I get what they want going on is they want the other big guards around Luca, But he, he doesn't create offense for others. And if you look at the, the roster, the way it's constructed, if you have Brunson, if you just take Brunson and put him in Hardaway's spot, or if you could get another creating guard, then you have the three guards in Luca Dinwiddie, and, and Brunson, or the other one. And then you have three wings in Bullock, DFS, and Josh Green. And then you have three bigs in Maxi Powell, and Wood. And then you have McGee in emergency situations when you need a really big body, which is how they needed to play him instead of the guaranteed starter role. And if you do that, that that roster makes a ton of sense. Like, it does everything. Like, you can – there's a matchup for everything. And as it is now, they just – they have limitations, and it's because they made a mistake. Which, um, the last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to say about that is – do you remember the movie Without Limits with uh, about Steve Prefontaine? Yes. Okay, so you know I like to re- equate things to movies. This is what I'm going to say about the Mavs uh, and their roster building philosophy. In that movie, Steve Prefontaine is just a lot better than everybody else. There's a scene where they're getting ready to go to Nationals when he's in college and he is uh, enjoying himself with the Pink Ranger and he cuts his foot really, really bad right before he has to run. Now, he goes out and runs anyway, and he still wins because of his insane talent and how amazingly good he was. But he made it so much harder by fucking up. And so, because of that, that just reminds me so much of the Mavericks roster building, in that because Luca is so good, they can overcome a lot of the stuff that they screw up. But they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. So, I love it. That reminded me of. And that's that's really all I got, man. And it's I'm about to finish the incredibly annoying long drive home after a game like this. Well, drive
0: safe, man. We'll talk soon. All right, bye. All right. Matthew has to go back to 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 rural Texas. All right, let's fly through some folks because I'm tired. Harris, let's see if it works for you tonight. How you doing?
5: Hey, Kirk. How are you? There we go. Um. I don't know, I just saw the
0: the
7: Jason K comments everyone's talking about, but I was at the game, I didn't like I get those comments if it was like a real bad mistake from Wood, but I don't I don't see how this loss was on him at all. I don't I did I didn't see him like fuck up that much. And he was part
0: of the bench unit that like got us the huge lead. It we started losing when Luca came in, so I don't I don't really understand his comments. Right, dude, you and me both, man. It was brutal. It it doesn't it's like he was out to prove a point, and then didn't expect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like—I mean, he's called out Luca decently enough when
8: like there's he's Luca's played badly, or if he's yelled at refs. But I—I I really just don't understand where Jason Kidd is coming from at all. That's all I really have to say. Right, but
0: neither do I. Thanks for coming up. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to
3: who we got. Jason, what's up?
5: My audio is
7: working right. There
3: we
9: go.
5: There we go. There we go. Um
9: I almost understand what Kid is saying because I think Web was honestly a disaster if he got last foul. He just was not involved in the offense at all. Some of that is Luca just waving him off, some of that is just coaching not getting him involved. But the defense was really, really bad down the stretch. And I mean that's also Luca being bad on defense down the stretch, but I get it from Luca because if Luca goes out at least theoretically, the offense of the time. But, oh oh my god, kid. It's one bad game. i put it like this. I'm actually fine with this. It's one bad game. It'll be fine. They're going to beat up the Magic. I think this team is always good about, okay, they get beat one night, they'll go back and pummel the team. The other night, they really lose two in a row. I think, I don't know if they lost three in a row all last year. Maybe they did, but it was like maybe once. At all last year, this team is always good at getting off after a bad loss. So they're going to be fine tomorrow, I think. And it's the Magic. It's not like a – yes, the Magic are better than they were, but it's still the Magic. The Magic have a lot of injuries. They have injuries. They have other things. So, I don't know. Everyone, just get a good night's sleep. Just forget about this and go watch the next game. It'll be a lot better.
0: All right, man. Thanks for coming up. Thanks, everyone. All right. We're going to go to Christian next. Thanks for coming back. What's up, buddy? 808, you there? He hit the mute button on himself. Come on now. <laughs> give him a second there. Let's see if he can figure out the uh the app. Is it gonna work for you.
3: What about now?
0: There we go. Sometimes it gets weird when you flip between.
3: I think that was Jason Kidd's fault. He's blaming my phone. You know <laughs> <laughs> listen man. this is your fault. You know, you said Shea was going to go off, and look what he did.
0: That is a good basketball player, though. Like, I I get that people worry about the injury stuff, but I just can't help but think it's much more of the Thunder than it is him being injury prone. It's like they're like, well, you have a boo-boo, you're out for now.
3: That and – the way they've just been coddling the injuries, at least, like, I don't, the whole injury prone thing, like, when it comes to him, I, I think it's a little bit overblown. But did they overlook their, <laughs> did they overlook their opponent again?
0: No, I really don't think so. I think that the physicality, there were six offensive fouls called in the first 14 minutes on the Mavericks, a couple of them reasonable calls, a couple of them Ed Molloy specials. And that sort of changed the the flow. Like the Mavericks kind of re- rely on momentum and elements, and I think that really changed the game.
3: Well, changing the game was Reggie Bullock playing thirty plus minutes as well, and Josh Green playing. Well, I think he played what half of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get that where it's like because I certainly want more Josh Green minutes too, and he's being effective. I I also don't hate the Reggie Bullock shots. I mean, the the thing about Bullock is that. We've seen – he has 10 years of data to this point to where – and it's not 10 years, but enough – where he shoots the ball like crap the first portion of the year. So does Dorian Finney-Smith. I mean, Dorian shot 33% from the three-point line, 33% from the field. Bullock only got five total looks. I mean, the the him being a negative 20 stands out like – um and, and negative 25. Those things is just brutal put together. So I, I do understand that feeling, though, because I thought Josh Green should have stayed in – the, this being a a robot to the rotations where it's like, oh, well, we got to put Luca back in. Well, why? You're up 15 points. What are you doing?
3: Check the chat. Jeremy said, <laughs> uh, can we pretend Bullock is hurt until January? That is nuts. Well, he
0: still shot 40% from the three point line tonight. It was two of five. It's just he didn't shoot enough. So it's like you're out. It's the same. It's a very similar criticism to what I have with Josh Green. If you're going to be on the floor, you need to be doing stuff.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, the quote that Jason had about Christian Wood, honestly, it wouldn't be that bad if, you know, a reporter actually asked the question, but he was hunting for it, which makes it like, uh, it's a real, really weird behavior, man. Well,
0: he is a peculiar person is I think the the way I'm going to phrase this because I don't want to get in any. Different-
3: <laughs> hey, it's cool. Jason mid. That's what everybody keeps saying, right?
0: Ooh, Asin. See, back in the day I was, a I was in the sixth grade when I moved here to Dallas and I had this really killer poster that KG and Jason kid and a couple of other guys, like a Nike poster. And like, that was back in the day whenever Jason kid, like, he like really couldn't shoot. So it was like, uh, it was Asin kid because he had no J. Uh, and I, I just, you know, J- there's just a long history of Jason Kidd where big picture, I love him, and in the moments like this where I'm just like, ugh, come on,
3: come on. Yeah, man, it, it was definitely one of the uglier losses that, you know, I've seen in a while. But if you look around the league today, if you want to, like, put on the optimist lens, there was only one game today that wasn't really uh ugly loss slash, you know, dramatic ending. So you take that what you can, you know?
0: That's true. That's true. I the, the Mavericks are twelfth in the West though at the moment, so that's oh yeah,
3: that's that's at the bottom of the barrel. But hey, the Magic tomorrow, and you know, take on the uh, uh, Rookie of the Year already. We'll see. I'm forward it. To
0: that game. Plus, it has the the delightful six thirty start times. So we'll be back. In hey, I like
3: it, man. You have a good All night. Right. You too.
0: All right. Nobody's gonna listen to this podcast, but that's okay. But Jonas, what's up? How are we doing?
2: Hey, what's going on, Kirk?
0: Uh, it's late. Well, tell me what you're thinking. And we'll get-
2: yeah, um, you know, I don't know if J Kid was angry tonight or frustrated. Or I know uh, my man just spoke about it on the previous previous speaker. But you don't just call out a guy like that after giving him his first opportunity of the season late in the game. It's uh, I mean, that's it's not a good work environment. I don't know. No one- None of us want to work in that environment. I know players are different, but damn, like I would be pissed if I was
0: Well, and I bet he will be because he's been a pretty good soldier, I think, and I don't know if that was fair.
2: yeah, I don't think it was fair at all um i I think that I think that Jay Kidd is he seems like insecure. Like, like you said, he was hunting for that comment. And uh, yeah, I don't know what, what, why does he care? Why does he care what the media asks him? You know, if he's truly got like this, this plan for this team, you know, it seems to me like he's starting to realize that he, I mean, you talked with Tim Cato about, you know, what control he has in the front office. It seems to me like he's damn, why did I sign JaVale? <laughs> I made the wrong decisions this August. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I spoke about this in the post-game podcast that, that's been up for about an hour now. Um, when he was with the Bucs, and is going into his second year, he insisted that they uh, – gosh, I did this in the podcast too. Um, he insisted that they sign somebody who was out of the rotation within four or five weeks uh, to a four-year deal. And – He's stubborn like this. Um, he's also, insecure. insecurity drives greatness. I really do. I really do believe that to a degree. Um, it's a competitive trait. It's, it's also what makes him a little bit of a lunatic. I mean, Jason Kidd drove Lawrence Frank out of the coaching staff when he was with the Nets up into the front office. Like, Lawrence Frank is a well-regarded front office and coach. Like, front office guy and coach. And you, know, you read the Mirror and Fader book, there's a lot of stuff that, that Kidd did that everybody told me I needed to shut the hell up about. And these things happen when things get funky. I mean, my assumption was always going to be like Spencer Dinwiddie would be the weird one because, like, Spencer Dinwiddie just gives off, like, the, the shit that comes out of that guy's mouth is, like, so hilarious at times. It was, like I figured he'd be the one that, like, first would have the weird post-game comments. I cannot believe it's Jason Kidd. Really can't. Really can't. It's going to be – they're lucky they have another game tomorrow. Otherwise, this is all we would be talking about.
2: I totally, I totally agree. Spencer Dinwiddie was—I was expecting that to be a train wreck when we got him, uh, but pleasantly surprised uh, with his performances. But uh, uh, the la- the last thing I got is—I think we're just gonna have to get used to this volatility. i, I think I've heard uh, like a bunch of people have been calling Jason. Uh, I'm sorry, Jalen Brunson, the you know the rock that the Knicks needed. I think he provided that that stability for us that that we didn't realize what he was doing the whole time right he's not he's not going to be in the stats we're not going to realize the contributions he's making but uh, we're realizing it now that he's gone and uh, I think the Mavs are going to have a lot of up and downs this season uh, and it's going to be evident by that or I mean I guess unless they can find a way to bring another guard in here yeah I think that's true
0: Thanks so much for waiting, all right?
2: Thanks, Kirk. Have a good night. You
0: too. All right. Last but not least, we have – oh, Aaron. Aaron dropped off. My bad, man. Um, well, thanks so much for hanging out. We'll be back at this shortly. Don't know if this will be one of our most listened to podcasts, but that's just the nature of the beast sometimes.
4: Ah
0: can't win them all i guess but i hope you guys feel a little better after hanging out and talking out and we'll be back shortly with uh the dallas mavericks playing the orlando magic um come to Madison money ball because my staff is riled up we're going to see
3: what all people decide they want to write and we will talk soon everybody be good